Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to round two of the Parenting Roundabout podcast for the week of February 21st. I'm Terry Morrow and I'm here with Catherine Haleko. Hello. Usually on this podcast, we talk about parenting issues, but once a week, Catherine and I like to get together to discuss TV, movies, books, and other entertainment topics because it's nice to talk about something other than parenting for a change. This week, we continue with As We See It, the series about young adults with autism, along with something completely different, The Gilded Age. Imagine Violet like popping up in one of those <laughs> drawing rooms and saying, I want it. F that guy. He's thinking. cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're still going on. It's just they have couched it with a lot more subtle yes. language than Violet. But um, uh-huh. on uh, as we see it, we watched season one, episode three, when Violet met Douglas. Poor Douglas. Yes, Douglas is not effable in uh, Violet's point of view. All right. Um, she still has her. Well, I wouldn't say hard exactly, but uh, <laughs> she's still pretty set on Julie and the French fry guy who is not texting her back undoubtedly because she has a flip phone, which renders right. her tragically unhip. Uh, but in addition to meeting Douglas, Violet met her brother's girlfriend, Selena, who is just pleased as punch to know her and to be her buddy. And nothing good is going to come of that. Selena, <laughs> I hate to tell you. When the time comes, when he has to choose between you and his sister, not going to go good for you. But uh, she's trying so hard. She's wanting to be Violet's friend. And in doing so, she messes up something that Mandy has set up for Violet to possibly go on a date with the unfortunate Douglas. Um, And so. Who's from her drama club. Exactly. So Selena has now put her foot in it once. I don't know how many opportunities she's going to have. I feel so bad for her because she thinks she's doing such a good thing by being all, you know, oh, your sister's cool. I love your sister. She's wonderful. I'll be her buddy. Uh That's going to pan out difficultly, I think. But, uh, you know, better than her saying your sister is weird. I don't want to have anything to do with her. Absolutely. Right. But it's what you want is the middle road (laughs) but uh anyway so interesting stuff in this but still still mandy is will she or won't she-ing about her fantastic job and uh violet's brother gives her exactly the speech that i talked about last week which is that caregivers come and go man you know it's just thank you for your service We'll find somebody else. This is the way life goes. But then he kind of retracted. And he takes it back. You're special. (laughs) You mean so much to them. You like my sister and understand her. Please stay here. And I'm like, oh, this is not how it goes. It's not how it works. I don't know. I may possibly like 
you know, paid people to keep understand my kids' life. <laughs> them and got them. So, all right, I see you, man. I don't blame you, but I remain. It's just a frustrating storyline because it is so we all know what's like, going to happen. And yes. It's yes. just, why are we going through this charade? And also, honestly, Mandy, you should really go take that job. It sounds uh-huh. amazing, that internship. Yeah. Uh, you know, and not to mention the guy, you know, yes. like, yes, exactly. You know, there is a personal to, reason to go as well. Yes. So you're going to probably lose your boyfriend, lose an amazing opportunity and stay here because they need me. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm, they really don't need your self-sacrifice. Right. Uh, so I continue to be not happy with that plot. Uh-huh. And uh, continue to be still moved by Jack and his dad. Yes. And, uh, you know, just really nice acting from both of those actors. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, it's the plot line I can most see myself in at this point. Uh-huh. <laughs> How do you, you know, you don't want to give too much information to your kid who probably can't handle too much information. And then on the other hand, they need the information to prepare um, I mean, Jack is resourceful enough to go out and get it himself, which a little alarmingly stalking the lady to the arcade. And what is she doing in our arcade, by the way? <laughs> the nurse from the cancer clinic, right? Yes. He finds her. Uh, doesn't seem like where she would want to be hanging out, but I don't judge. Um, but yes, that is that is a very difficult and upsetting thing. And I think Joe Montaigne really sells the performance as the dad. Mm-hmm. wanting just wanting to get him in a place where he doesn't have to worry about him if something happens and right. yet not wanting to overwhelm him with information so ye, mm-hmm. i feel that one right harrison and the little boy communicate communicating by walkie talkie uh okay <laughs> um you know gosh how cute mm-hmm. And I am relieved that the mother was cool with it in the end, mm-hmm. but I don't really buy it. Yeah. Would yeah. That been, was a, Would the mother we met last week have been cool with it. Yeah. That was quite a, quite a turnaround. <laughs> um, I mean, although, cause I wouldn't have yes. wanted to continue down that road, but right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems unlikely, but you know, Mandy did, I think, you know, say the right things in terms Mm -hmm. of like, it could be good for both of them. Basically Mandy was like, I see that your kid is lonely, you know, like she kind of called that out. And why is her kid lonely? Are we supposed to be thinking maybe he has some differences as well or Mm -hmm. Is it just, oh, poor child of a single mother latchkey has kid, to stay, yeah. latchkey kid has to stay in the apartment, but presumably he goes to school. He would have access to other friends, I right. would think, unless they are setting up for him to have some diagnosis of some uh-huh. sort, uh-huh. which, um, you know, I suppose would be an interesting angle. And I may be completely wrong. It may just be he's a convenient kid who right be around, but to be sending a walkie-talkie down to the adult man downstairs and then spending the day talking to him is resourceful. 
<laughs> and also, don't you have some video games to play, man? Right. <laughs> don't you have like a headset or something to be playing with strangers in, you know, war games or something? Don't uh-huh. what don't kids do kids today even have walkie talkies? Is that even a thing you can buy? I don't know. Cute friendship though. Yeah. And then we have the scene where the roommates are watching porn, which, as Mandy very carefully says, it's healthy to do that. Nothing wrong with watching porn. Right. It's just fine. Um, which it is. And those are good conversations to have. Don't know that I necessarily wanted to think about that, but okay. <laughs> yes. I When I was uh, used to write about parenting special needs for about.com RIP, um, there was a book that I was recommending, but it was very much along those lines. Like, hey, here's your body. It was like for, for people with disabilities to learn about their bodies, about the things that it was okay to do, about the things that it wasn't okay to do. Um, probably doing it with French fry guy, maybe not okay to do, but, uh, you know, that it's not okay to say like, you know, enjoy yourself in public. Right. In your room, A-okay. So it was like really graphic and really honest about stuff. And I was like, this is such a good thing. It makes me really uncomfortable, but this (laughs) is such a good thing. Um, So it was interesting that they threw that in there sort of randomly. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's like somebody in the store, in the, uh, the writer's room said, you know, somewhere along the line, we should put in a scene like this. And they thought, hey, we're short on this episode. Mm hmm. Well, and it was another opportunity to show like, hey, Mandy's good at her job. Yes, you know? it is. It is. But she, you know, she, Which yeah, we already she, knew she so. handled it very smoothly. But there was a moment where it looked like she was supposed to be upset that they were saying that this porn actress was more attractive than her or something. I like, Could have done without that. But perhaps I misinterpreted that moment. But um anyway they're just like us see mm-hmm. they watch porn just like us <laughs> they curse just like us they have walkie-talkie conversations with lonely children in their building right just like us. <laughs> i do that all the time yeah you know who who has it really not okay. um but uh good the episode had good moments i despair for some of the plot lines uh-huh. and wonder in what sort of spectacular way the situation with Violet and her brother and her brother's girlfriend is going to explode into really sad, sad, yeah. annoying tragedy. Right. So, you know, I hope that actress has not planned to be around for season two. <laughs> But I don't know. Maybe she's got more grit than we envision. Maybe she knows what she's doing. But all right. Anyway, he he needed he needs to have like a manual for his girlfriends. Like here are the things that have happened in the past in detail. Here is why you don't want to do this, this, and this. Here's what will happen if you do. And here's why I am in a a controlling beast. Right. For this when it comes to my sister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and it's not just a fun thing to encourage her to do something that is not good for her. 
right. though it may seem so at the time. Well, it's sort of like, um, you know, when you're a parent, you can't be friends with your kids. Like yes. you have to be their parent. And exactly. And, you know, Van is in a parental role and, yes. um, you know, he needs Selena to kind of back him up on that. Not, right. Right. Not but try to jump in and be could, the buddy. Yes. But you could absolutely understand why that would not be clear to her. Right. And it would seem odd to her and off-putting. Um, and, and an overreaction. But I, I think that's really interesting, that dynamic of a sibling having to be a parent and how uncomfortable that is for both people. So, mm-hmm. you know, I am interested in that plot line for that a little bit, but it makes me feel uncomfortable and sad. So maybe they could have less of it. <laughs> the thing with Jack and his dad makes me uncomfortable and sad, but I want more of it. So I'm inconsistent. <laughs> I'm interested there's in the no things. That- <laughs> winning with <laughs> yes. <your> Jerry. <laughs> yeah, there's no pleasing me. But I mean, it's good to have all the different things. I guess the the one completely extraneous plot line is Mandy's quandary. Yes. Um, I think it would have been much better if she had just been without personal drama. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have personal drama amongst people, not the roommates, have it be people related to the roommates. Right. In some way. Also, Douglas Mann, big swing and a miss, but maybe the next girl you have as a scene partner will be interested in dating you. Right. My therapist told me to ask you how is <laughs> basically how it went down. Aww. How would that not turn a girl's head? Right. When she has to be told he was asking you on a date. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to see his story next season. Yeah. Oh, well. So quite a different viewing experience with the Gilded Age. Mm -hmm. Uh, We watched season one, episode two, Money Isn't Everything, which of course is ridiculous. It is everything indeed. Well, as Marion says, it is when you don't have it. (laughs) Yes, it is when you don't have it. And it is when you can use it to work your will. Yes. Um, You know, I, I really continue to wonder. If, our, if we're supposed to see George Russell as the bad guy, mm-hmm. then boy, did they pick the wrong actor because <laughs> yeah. Morgan Spector is just terrific in that role. And you just really want him to put all these snooty rich people in their place. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was completely delightful when he destroyed their bazaar by like buying everything and sending people away. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, that was delightful. And then the final little dollop was Mrs. Astor going home. She's supposed to be the big doyen of all that is proper and old money. Right. And yet she sort of admires him a little bit. She does. And yeah. She acknowledges him as somebody to be to be reckoned with. And mm-hmm. and, and they're not going to be friends yet. Right. And then she says, I'm going to go and take my my coat off because I have a free morning. <laughs> it's like. This guy in disrupting this big high society thing gave her the thing she never gets, which is a little time off. A little time off from being (laughs) the social arbiter of everything. sweetheart, I feel you, you Mm know? And I guess that was like the little cherry on top of the delicious, delicious Sunday of George Russell getting the better of people who think they're better than him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he didn't get mad when nobody came to his wife's party 
But he did get what mad when nobody accepted the invitation to have the thing at the house. I kind of wondered if he was maybe going to orchestrate it so that the armory was not available. Oh, yeah. He didn't actually mention that he did that, but that might be why he was mad because he was like arranging it for it uh-huh. to happen and then it didn't. Right. I think that Mr. Morris should be very, very worried. Yes, the alderman. He want to make George Russell mad. They uh-huh. made George Russell mad. And it sounds like in the next episode, judging by the coming attractions, that they make him even matter. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm probably not a good idea. Uh, no. Anyway, they, they continue to be just delightful as a underappreciated power couple. Yes. And, I, you know, if I'm supposed to disapprove at the, the, the heathens at the door, kind of want to let the heathens in. They yeah. seem like a lot more fun. They're entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if I'm going to go to a party at the Russells or the Morrises, I'm go to the Russells. Right. They seem like a lot of fun. And they have a good chef, apparently. Uh-huh. Just. Hmm. Anyway. And and the uh, the machinations of the old people, somewhat more interesting than the hijinks of the young people uh-huh. at this point. I guess we're supposed to think that lawyer from Pennsylvania wants to be a suitor for yes, Marion. For Marion. Doesn't seem clear whether she likes that idea or not. Definitely her one aunt doesn't like the idea. Um, right. And he seems, I mean, I guess this is the mores of the time that you can't, it, well, it's sort of like they talk the way that Douglas talks. Like, are you asking me out for a date or not? <laughs> <laughs> they say, he says lots of things. And you read between the lines right. that he likes her, but he doesn't ever come right out and says it. Right. And nor does she, you know, she looks like maybe she's a little relieved if he doesn't, but it's hard to tell. She yes. definitely likes the young Russell fella. Mm-hmm. More. Larry. Nothing good can come of that. Yeah. Early. Well, and, and when he, back in Pennsylvania, when he was busy telling her that she, had no money. Um, and then he said that he wanted to write to her and she like really tried to shut that down. Um, he tried to say like, Oh, it was just in case, (laughs) you know, something comes up. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, uh, I guess it's fine. But, you know, I don't know why she was so like, was it a snobbery thing? Like, why? Yeah, well, certainly she... Mrs. Van Ryan has a snobbery thing against him. He's just... Right. And she you would think that she would be happy to marry this girl off and get her the heck out of her yeah, house. Yeah, exactly. But it must be proper. Yeah, I guess yeah. lawyers aren't very. I mean, that yes. was in Downton Abbey, too. He's a yeah. solicitor, you know, like <laughs> they were horribly nice. He yeah. seems attractive. He has nice clothes. He wears a, wears a snappy hat. Um, you know, you could do worse. I mean, it's, it's someone who works for their money instead of inheriting it. I guess that's can't the big old problem there. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the Mrs. Van Ryan's son, the slimy little critter, isn't he? Oscar. Yeah. He he is up to no good pretty much just when he's breathing air. Yes. So we do not. Gladys, stay away. Yeah. Be warned. Be careful, Gladys. He's after you like a barracuda. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's the uh, Thaisa Farmiga is just charming as Gladys. I really enjoy whenever she's on, but uh, she's like, 
she, uh, I hope she toughens up a little and maybe she is, I don't know, maybe she's her mother's daughter, but yeah. she just seems so vulnerable and, uh, and yet amused. So right. we'll see what happens with that. Um, and then you had the whole subplot of the, the cook, I guess. It's the cook in the Van Ryan household who has been right. gambling. Has been and, gambling. And, and has gambled away and owes this very bad man $50. $50. But that, from <laughs> what, time, I, what I read, is um, about $1,500. Wow. Which yeah. even even in the, in the uh, basically these days, if somebody loses money gambling, it's like tens of thousands of dollars. So it mm-hmm. still doesn't seem like much even in present day. But of course, to somebody who is a cook in a yeah. house, it is the end of the world. Right. So interesting that it's the, the cook who is having this dilemma and not one of the men in the service, mm-hmm. uh, which would, I think, be more predictable. Right. But, uh, and, and there's so, a whole scene where basically Peggy is the one who finds out that this right. is, this is happening. And mm-hmm. of course I was just waiting for somebody to blame the stealing of the silver yes. on Peggy. I was waiting for that too. And you know, if that housekeeper had had any volition in the matter, she would have, yes. but, uh, but no, it was all the, the other downstairs people kind of working together right? and uh, soliciting the help of Marion, who then solicited the help of the slimy, her slimy cousin. Yes. Who then, and then aunt. uh, Ada. Aunt Ada. So what was going on there Mm -hmm. and said, no, leave him out of it, please. (laughs) I will take care of it. So that was that was interesting how that all worked out. And I hope there will be no repercussions for anybody that we like. But mm-hmm. um uh hopefully winning Peggy some downstairs support. Right. Against which she could use. Disapproving. It seems like there's only one person who's actually against her, but she is quite nasty. Yeah. So let's see. And there was an introduction of another um woman that we don't like to associate with. Yes, Jean Triplehorn. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder what will happen with her. She wasn't yeah, they, previous to this, was she? Maybe she was. I mentioned. think they saw her like looking through a window, oh. you know, portentously <laughs> at some point. Um, yeah, so we don't know what it is, what horrible <laughs> sin she has committed to be ostracized from polite society. There so. seems to be a, a a motif in the costuming here that the women one does not wish to associate with have fantastically high hats <laughs> with many feathers. Right. The right side of the tracks, dames have little demure chapeaus and mm-hmm. the women who we look down upon have like huge feathered <laughs> items upon their heads. It makes it easy. So if a new person comes, we can say, Oh, okay. We're not supposed to like them, but we do. Right. And if, you know, or, Oh, well, she's got a very modest hat. She must be, you know, full of boring herself. old money. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, man. It makes 
It makes being just sort of generally middle class in the 2020s feel <laughs> really comfy, doesn't it? Not to have to worry right. about it. I mean, I guess this sort of thing goes on nonetheless. You know, look how well behaved we are online. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it would make make the snootiest matron blush to find out how <laughs> forthrightly we express our disdain for one another. Right. Um, you know, you must do it subtly. Exactly. <laughs> But still, everyone knows where they stand. (laughs) Absolutely. So it shall be interesting to see the warfare continue. I think the gloves are off now. I have to laugh, though, because the main main, uh, antagonist being George Russell makes me think of the very nice red-haired boy I went to school with all through school. He lived two houses down down from me, and his name was George Russell. And he was... (laughs) So whenever I hear that name, I think of him and right. that's not the right, right person to be thinking of. Yes. I don't see him as a great industrialist screwing with people, although who knows where he went. He was hey. very clever. He was very good at taking apart Volkswagens. They always had three or four Volkswagens disassembled around, <laughs> around about their home. Um, and there's also across the street from me in, in some condos, there's a George Russell way. So it must be a wow. fantastically common name. <laughs> Though we were trying to make the Morrises feel common. George mm-hmm. Russell, lots of them, but this one is is a force to be reckoned with. Yes, yes. And it will be amusing to see everybody reckon. I reckon they will. Mm-hmm. And we shall see how that comes about when we watch episode three next week called yes. Face the Music. And uh we will also watch episode four of As We See It called The Violetini. Mm-hmm. All right. Two violent, violet-centric titles in a row. Yes. Just because she's got the funnest storyline for the moment until things get really sad again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe she should try sending Julian a walkie-talkie. There you go. (laughs) If she finds out where he lives, she can like wrap it against his window with a rope, you know? Mm -hmm. There you go. That well, I mean, I if she's horrified by a flip phone, I cannot even imagine. (laughs) I think she would probably just go into shock in and shame. Yes. (sighs) Technology is so important. I don't know how she managed to just turn up at Van's apartment and you know searching for her phone how did she get there how did she get in that is very and i did wonder about that i was wondering where she was and then when selena turned up it was clearly his place but yes that was industrious of her Mm -hmm. i guess you can i guess a flip phone is not too primitive to call an uber with but i don't know because uber is 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 an app oh that's true it is an app that's right a cab but then she would have to have cash. Or she took the bus. I mean, they or did mention. Walking distance. Oh, yeah, the bus. That's right. Jack mentioned the bus, right? Well, no, Van did at one time. Like, you know, you have to text me when you t- when it's a bus day. Like, when oh. it's a day that you take the bus home from work or whatever. Okay. You need to tell me that you're, that you're home. All right. So I guess huh. she has some facility with the Los Angeles bus system. It does make you wonder if they apparently cannot live without Mandy to the degree that she must put all her dreams on hold. Yeah. Where 
is she there 24 seven? Right. Apparently not. And if not, is there another irreplaceable dreamer that we are not getting to see the mm-hmm. personal trauma of? Right. Thank goodness for that. But still, yes. um, anyway, uh, that is going to be it for our round two today. Please subscribe to our Parenting Roundabout podcast so you won't miss any of our episodes. We have something new for you every weekday. As always, you can find recaps, links, and an opportunity to comment on our website at parentingroundabout.com. Goodbye, Catherine. Bye, Terry. Bye, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 